you know a good relationship only really because you've been in bad ones. Mm. And I've had, I've tried to adjust myself to other people, you know, tone the little boldness down, be this person. And which, of <laughs> course, make the relationship doomed for failure. Somebody else is dealing with whatever I felt with, dealing with the will deal with. And that's why mm -hmm. I went through a lot. Welcome to Define You. Class is now in session. Hello and welcome, 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 a very extra special welcome to Define You Radio Classes and Session. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, the Southern Belle of Bold. Now, if you guys have been keeping up with me on Facebook or Twitter or IG, you know that I had... I've been doing some huge announcements lately, a huge one today. Um, it couldn't be a, a better day to announce that now Define You Radio can be found on Google Play. Y'all know how I always talk about Google and say one day Google going to pay me. So <laughs> this is me going through the process to, to what, how I called it. Um, today's show is, is so on point. And what you guys have to realize is that I've planned the shows out um, way in advance, right? And it always seems that the lesson always falls where it's supposed to. That's when, you know, that's when you really know you're doing what you're supposed to do, regardless of the good, the bad, the ugly. Everything just seems to fall in place. Um, if you're not connected with me on Facebook, make sure you find me. Uh, Define You Movement is my group on Facebook. You know you can find me on my website, ValenciaGWallace.com. So we're, this is like the second uh, to the last show of 2016. And as I listen to the intro and I, I talk about uh, me being bold and me trying to tone it down to be accepted by other people. And it's funny. It's, every time I listen to that, it's, it's funny because it brings me through a tunnel of memories of me not being me. And we do that so much in life, right? We feel like, we have to change and do things the way other people are doing it or the way that's uh, accepted, the way that's known, the way that's comfortable in order for us to be accepted, in order for people to, to see that we fit in. And sometimes, a lot of times, the majority of the time, that will leave you feeling unhappy, unfulfilled, and stuck. See how I brought that back? Because today we're talking about going from stuck to star power. And you, we all know what stuck means, what being stuck is, especially this time of year. Uh, some people are, are in their feelings. They feel like they haven't accomplished anything. In 2016, a lot of them are you know, having huge, ridiculous plans for 2017. 
And you don't have to wait until 2017. If you have sense enough to realize that you're stuck, then you have the sense enough about you to do something about it. I did a Facebook Live late last night, um, I believe, about competition and, and fear. And one of the things that I said was that you have to realize God gave you that vision that you have. So, no, other people may not see it. No, other people may not agree with it. But man didn't give you the vision. So whether it's you or other people or whatever the situation is, you're feeling stuck. You're stuck in. It's up to you to find your way out. It's up to you to say, regardless of me being afraid or, or being in fear or whatever it is, my faith is so much stronger than whatever perceived competition or whatever perceived fear that I have. If you already have been in a position of being at the bottom, if you've already been in a position of uh, not knowing which direction to go or feeling lost or, or whatever it is, you already know what it feels like. So what are you scared of if you already know what the feeling feels like? If you know what it feels like to, to, to be stuck, you're familiar with that. So let's get unstuck. Let's find our star power. And let's, you know, unleash now. I know I've been using unleash in 2017, but I want you to unleash and find your star power today, December 21st. So with that being said, guys, um, I'm, I'm amped up. I'm in my feelings. I'm excited just about um, just everything that's just going on in my life and in the lives of the people that's attached to me, whether it's social media or Whatever way, I see you guys. I see you guys putting it out there and doing it and doing what you have to do to get unstuck. And I just want to encourage you, put in the work behind your faith, and you're going to see how to get unstuck. Faith makes things possible, not easy. And I'm going to drop this last one before I intro the guest. <laughs> If you want to see a difference in your harvest, so differently. So with that being said, guys, today we're talking about from stuff to store power with a very special guest. Um, she is so awesome. You guys know I only do awesome guests on Define You Radio. And it's the end of the year. We're unleashing. So not only is she awesome, she is Unleashed. She's also one of the beautiful co-authors of Transition, Create the Life You Desire, which is a book project you guys know I was part of earlier this year. So enough of me. Let's introduce our guest teacher today, Miss Anita Gibson. Anita, are you there? Yes, I am. Yay, how are you doing? <laughs> I am fantastic. I'm just so honored to uh, have been invited to the show. Yay. Well, thank you so much for um, – we're, we're honored to have you. 
thank you so much for coming on Define You Radio and being part of our bold, unleashed, defined um, family. (laughs) Thank you. So, uh, Miss Anita, let's go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the family? All right. My name is Anita Gibson. I am a coach, speaker, and educational strategist, and I help women uh, actually get unstuck. One of the groups that I'm a part of that I've created is called the Non-Comfort Zone. And uh, so I love seeing women uh, flourish, and I love watching them begin to walk in the purpose that God has for them. It's just amazing to see. And I I love I love that um, I love the the title of the group. That's number one, non comfort zone. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. That's like, and it it simply says what it what it is. Like this is a zone that you will not be comfortable in. And I think as women, as people in general, we like to be comfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Comfort is is very safe to be comfortable, but the part mm-hmm. that we're talking about getting unstuck, and there's a connection between comfort and staying stuck. Mm. Mm. I just wanted to sit that right there. I wanted to sit that right there. Y'all make sure uh, pens and papers are up, and you guys wrote that down. Because a lot of times we don't realize that when we're comfortable, normally that's what it means, that you're stuck, whether it's uh, mentally, whether it's uh, personally, professionally, what it, whatever it is, a lot of times, and you, of course you want to be comfort, comfortable, men, that word, are not best friends, okay? So, of course, you want to be comfortable to a certain extent. That's but right. But you shouldn't get comfortable with being comfortable because I believe that we're here for a purpose. It, it's something we're supposed to do. That's right. And when you find that thing that you're supposed to do, you're always doing it or, or you know, working towards that That's thing, it. like I like to say. So, That's right. Um, what exactly is being stuck? What, what is your definition? What, what is being stuck? So it's being afraid or confused or too comfortable to move. It's feeling mm. dissatisfied. It's feeling restless. It's not wanting to go forward, but knowing if you stay where you are, you're going to be miserable. Wow. The fact that you said uh, restless really stuck out to me. Yes. Because a lot of people don't equate that feeling of losing sleep with being stuck, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we we don't really realize that sometimes you can't sleep at night because it is something you're supposed to do. Besides your daily... um, you know, your daily duties or whatever you have going on, if you guys can't sleep at night, 
you might want to ask yourself, are you stuck? Exactly. That's like a nail on the head moment. Now, when you say dissatisfied, can you go into that a little bit? What, what, are, what do you mean exactly by dissatisfied? So if someone from the outside looked at your life, they would say, wow, everything's good. Uh, you know, there's really no, why are you, uh, you know, upset or sad or, you know, everything's fine. From the outside, your life looks fine. But on the inside, there's some, you know there's more. You don't know exactly what it is or how to get to it, but you, in your brain you're going, this just, just can't, this can't be all there is. Hmm. Hmm. Nail on the head. I just want you to hit hit definitely hit on that one too, um, because when when I look at my life, right, um, when I was married before, and you guys, if you've listened to the show before, you know I've briefly discussed though that situation. I call that the situation, but um, <laughs> it, I was very dissatisfied. Okay. I was. I was very restless, and, I mean, I was stuck. But, yeah. like you said, from the outside looking in, the picture was was beautiful to everybody else. And a lot of times when it's beautiful to everybody else, we feel bad for feeling stuck. Yes, yes. <laughs> Now you got to touch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of what you said at the beginning. It's a God thing. It's something that he's kind of calling us to, and, you know, we try to turn it off, and we try to do something else, and we try to push it down, and, you know, and, and it works for a little while, and then that thing just keeps rising to the top. It, it gets back in our face, and it's like you're just not, you're going to have to deal with it eventually because it's not going away. And it doesn't matter whether anybody else understands it or if they can, uh, you know, kind of, if they're able to kind of connect with where you are. It's something that's between you and God, and you just got to deal with it. Mm. I I love that. I love that. And I think when you said from the, when you talked about, um, from the outside looking in and everybody else looks at it like your life is really good and your life is really perfect, but you know there's a, it's a reason you are feeling dissatisfied and, and restless because you know that you're called to do more. Yes. And there's, you know, it, we have to get out of our head space. We're wanting to please everybody else. That's right. And sometimes we're second-guessing ourselves because we're not confident about, you know, our own value. And so our opinion much less than what someone else thinks. So, you know, if it's just us thinking that, well, maybe we're wrong, you know, and maybe they're right. Uh, but after a while, you, you're just not going to be able to uh, let that thing go. It's going to keep coming back. If it's a God thing, and it's something he's called you to, you will not get out of it. Uh, you might be miserable for the rest of your life, keep continuing to push it down, but it will always be there. Mm. I'm taking those two. That's, it's a reason why the show is 
to find you radio classes and sessions because I, I learned so much from the guests, you know, um, the new family members, the people that come on the show to to share. Like I'm learning and I'm taking notes and, you know, you guys know as listeners that, I, that sometimes I say, okay, well, let me get back because I know uh, I'm hosting the show, but sometimes I get busy taking notes from the guests. But that was so powerful what you said. And I I know people um, that's my age, older, yeah. way older, and they've never had a, a fulfilled life. Mm. Wow, and and I'm gonna tell you one of the things. Uh, my and my grandmother, I love her, my heart and soul. I remember having a conversation with my grandmother. Hey, Mama, if you're listening, um, <laughs> but I remember having a conversation with her, and this was um, and you talk about stuck, right? I was stuck in a relationship, and. I just remember at this time I was miserable, dissatisfied, restless. I just knew that marriage wasn't what my life was supposed to be. And I remember having a conversation with her, and my grandmother told me she, don't, she, did, she didn't remember if she ever had uh, lo- truly loved anybody or ever felt true love. Wow. And I know she didn't do it intentionally. It was just a random grandmother-granddaughter conversation. But that statement helped me out of that relationship because I said that I don't want to get to um, my later years. I think she was her late 60s or early 70s at the time. She's in her mid-70s now. Um, So maybe like her late 60s because this was a while ago. But I didn't want to get to my 40s, 50s, 60s not experiencing true love. Okay. Because I'm stuck because the picture looked really good to everybody else. Wow. I know there was a left, but it was still right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know I... I said that for a reason. That was confirmation for somebody. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when in your life, because that was when I most felt stuck, when in your life did you feel stuck? I felt stuck uh, most recently when I was doing a job that I could do with my eyes closed. Mm. I had built it, you know, I was, I'm a builder, so I like to start programs and hire the people and get them in and get running. And then when that program is up and running, I'm, like, ready to start another program. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, I ended up, you know, in this job for over 10 years and just, uh, I was miserable. And uh, I, but I couldn't figure out how to get out. Do I go get another job? But this is, you know, it was meeting some needs. I had my health insurance. It, you know, it was providing some things for me. Um, my children were able to get some of their schooling there. Um, and so I just was like, well, how, what do I do? I need this job, you know. Um, but I really was, um, Sundays, my heart would start palpitating. 
Sunday yeah. night because I knew I was going to have to wake up and go back into that job on Monday. It, it wasn't the, the, the place I worked was bad. I, it was a lovely place. People were kind. Um, they treated me well. It was no longer where I was supposed to be. Wow. And so it, it just could not satisfy. And so I kept procrastinating. You know how you get little uh, confirmations that you're supposed to be moving on, and I ignored them. Maybe three uh-huh. times, you know, I kind of got confirmation that I was supposed to be moving on. And so I guess God said, well, since you're not getting it, uh, <laughs> let me help you out. And so he brought a, a major health challenge into my life that immediately caught my attention. Mm. Wow. Yeah, he. I believe that we we pray for signs and we ask for signs or we ask, um, God, what am I supposed to do? But we, the signs are there, yeah. and we we ignore them because, like you said earlier, about second guessing ourselves. So we think maybe that sign <laughs> is not what it is. That's right. Or not for us, you know? Because we, I debated back and forth um, at that period when I was feeling stuck of, well, maybe it's me, right? Maybe it's me. Maybe anybody else would be happy with this situation or that wow. situation. And, you know, that whole thinking something is wrong with us, I believe, leads, leads us to being stuck longer than is necessary. Exactly. And then sometimes we get spiritual and we say, you know, I'm just waiting on God, waiting for him to, Mm. you know. And and one of the things that he finally showed me was, Anita, you've been waiting on me and I'm waiting on you. Mm. Because I've given you everything you need to make the change. And so now it's become an excuse. Your spiritual words are nothing more than another way to just disobey me. Wow. I need you to say that one more time in case somebody missed that about (laughs) you're waiting on God. (laughs) So I'm trying to be spiritual, and I'm saying I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I'm going, you know, I'm patiently waiting on him. And finally he said to me, you're waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. Because I've given you everything you need to do what I told you to do. So now you're using your spiritual words to disobey me. Mm. Wow. And I, so I, lo- I love that you said that. I love the whole little, uh, the whole part of what you said. Um, especially about disobedience, especially about that, because we don't realize we're, we're being stuck, because like Ms. Anita said, we're waiting on God, right? And I'm doing my air quotes, guys. I'm doing my air quotes. We are, we're, we're stuck at, because we're saying we're waiting on God, but truthfully, you're being disobedient. Yes. Mm. Okay. So the defining moment, was it your, was it the health 
situation or, or what was that defining moment when you you was like, okay, gloves off, <laughs> something okay. has got to change? So it's sad to say, but uh, you would think it would have been, you know, the health. Initially it was I was having blood pressure spikes at work and only at work. Uh, mm. Just didn't put it all together. So there's, you know, I, I'm going to the hospital. The ambulance is pulling up at the school and, you know, and over and over. And finally, the third time, my blood pressure was over 200, heading towards maybe like 285, I think, at one point. Um, we're in stroke zone now. Um, wow. I, I just still didn't get it. You know, couldn't figure, well, what was, what's going on? And I didn't get it until the doctor walked in the room, and I'm expecting her to tell me about the blood pressure spikes, and she tells me that I have a brain tumor. Wow. Now, I was stuck for a minute. Hmm. Because never in my wildest dream would I have thought that was what she would have told me. Hmm. But this is going to sound strange, but I'm going to say it anyway. I had just two weeks before that, I had said to the Lord, I know that within myself, I am not going to move. And I'm giving you permission to do whatever you need to do to help me get unstuck because I want to obey your will. So when the doctor walked in and she said that to me, you know what I said to her? What? What did you say? I said, that's an answer to prayer. Hmm. And she probably thought I was in shock. <laughs> I, was, I was about to ask you, did, did they uh, bring the white coat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did they? You know, like, I knew it was to death. I knew it wasn't unto death. I knew it was about God saying, "Get, let's get on with this thing. <laughs> let's stop procrastinating." Wow. And I know what it's. I know you, Anita. I know what it's going to take to move you forward. Wow. So they didn't bring the white coat. Because we're talking to you today. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you, not only did they not bring the white coat, it caught my attention. It did what God wanted it to do. It caught my attention. Hmm. I changed my eating. There's some things in my life that I made some commitments to that that these things are going to change, and they're going to change now because I want to live and as I began to change those things, I would go back to the doctor periodically, and they would check. And in the end, the brain tumor actually ended up calcifying to the point that they told me I did not have to go back. It did not grow at all. Mm. Wow. Sometimes you I have no have symptoms. None. Hmm. And how how long ago was this, or how old? Two years ago, 2014. Wow. 
But I, it didn't matter whether the whether I had the tumor or not. It didn't matter if it grew or not because in that moment I realized that, well, what if this tumor is to death? What if this means that this is all the time I have left? Because the truth is that is really the reality right. for all of us. Right. We may not have had a diagnosis, but nobody knows how long we have. Right. So the truth is while it's day, work while it's day. Because night is coming. Mm. Did y'all hear that and write that down? That is, is whew, only half past, well, 28 minutes into the show, and you've dropped like a million-dollar nuggets, or like I say, bazillion-dollar nuggets. Guys, if you have questions or, or comments, you know, this is the second to the last show of 2016. Go ahead and start six your line, um, and we're going to get back into this interview. I'm, that was just, like, amazing, everything you just said. And um, we, like I said, we asked, we asked for it. <laughs> that time you couldn't deny it. And some, sometimes... I have to say, lesson learned, Lord. Yes. You know, like when he's trying and trying and trying to get you unstuck and get you in position and get you on the path you need to, and we ignore those things until something happened. And you guys know I love Rocky and kickboxing. Um, It's no secret. I am a fighter. He made me bold as a lion. Um, so I got to get hit pretty hard, right? Wow. <laughs> so he he has to like, because I'll ignore the little things thinking it's just me. Maybe yeah. it's just me. Maybe I'm in, in my feelings or maybe that was for somebody else, that idea or whatever is not for me until something happens and it's like, boom, I can't ignore it. And all I have to say is, you know, whether it's good or bad, you know, um, Lord, send the right people into my life. If someone's not supposed to be here, um, you know, show me. And he'll show me. And I'll, well, no, maybe that's not what it is. Until something happens and it's, it's lesson learned, Lord. Sometimes that's wow. all I can say, lesson yeah. learned. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I gotta say it like old school in the South, like Lord L A W D. Okay, you know sometimes it, it that it hits so so quick and hard you can't ignore it, and that right. is that situation. A lot of people don't come back from that. True. I didn't even you know, know if I was gonna come back from it or not, but I did know that if he gave me another day. I was going to huh. obey. How many huh. every days I had, I was going to obey. So you un- unleashed in 2014. Yes, and I, I went to my <laughs> supervisors, and I let them know that that following year. So I was, out of, I was out of work for three months because they didn't want me there at work continuing to have these emergencies. It was just too disruptive. So I was out for three months. It took four people to do my job. Because mm. I was overworking, wow. I was not, uh, you know, I was just trying whatever, you know, drop. I just picked it up. If if somebody left, 
<clears throat> they didn't hire anybody else. I just picked that job up. And before I knew it, you know, I was way out of balance. But I'm a workaholic, so I really didn't even think about it. So all of this, you know, forced me to have to start thinking about looking at my own self. If it takes four people to do my job, you know, when was sure. I going to say something? Right. And so that was me. That was that was my issue. And so when I came back from work, I was like, listen, guys, you know, I need those people to still continue uh, because I, I cannot go back to doing things the way I was doing them. I think that was a part of the reason why I was having the issues. And secondly, I'm going part-time. Oh, I would like to. I was very gracious. I would like to go part-time if you guys would allow me to. Uh, I'm going I'm gonna have to do something different. And so, it, you know, it's totally up to you. And they were very gracious and allowed me to go from a full-time position to a part-time position so I could begin to work on my business. Mm. And it's almost like you found your voice in that process. Exactly. You know, like what we're not going to do is I'm not going to do full-time. I'm not going to do the job of four people. I'm one person. That's right. And I have a, a purpose. That's right. And a plan. And see, and if you feel like you're a victim, a lot of times it's not that other people are taking advantage of you, but you walk in a victim mentality, and so people treat mm. you like what you present. Mm. So all my life I, I felt mean, like I was a victim, I always felt taken advantage of. You know, I worked so hard, I always was trying to please people and trying to do things that, you know, would be a blessing to them. And I always felt like, uh, you know, I always got the short end of the stick. And I finally realized it's because uh, I was trying to please people. I was trying to please the wrong thing mm-hmm. at my own risk. Wow. Let me, um, I'm glad you touched on that, too, or, you know, said that, because a lot of times, and we've talked periodically on the show about that victim mentality, and I always say that people will do what you allow them to do. That's right. And if you walk around with a a victim mentality or a woe-is-me mentality or a defeated mentality, you draw those things to you. Yep. Like you're walking around with a, with a bullseye saying, give me, you know, whatever you want to give me because I will accept it all. Yeah. And not in a good way. That's right. And you make it look, it's like everybody else is the problem. So, you know, if at home, at church, at work, if in all your environments you are being, you feel like a victim or like wherever you go, you feel like you've been taken advantage of, guess what? You are the common denominator. Mm. So if you don't change something about you, that pattern will continue. So you have to ask wow. yourself the question, what am I doing? that in every environment I go into, people take advantage of me. What boundaries don't I have up? What value don't I have for my own self? Why don't I care enough about me 
that it's okay for me to allow people to do whatever they want. Mm. I hope you guys are writing the answers to uh, Miss Anita's question questions down because we we all need to uh, analyze us. Why am I drawing these things to me? You know, why do I feel that way? Like Miss Anita said, it may be you. You're, if you're the common denominator, it may be it may be you. Yes. In in your stuckness, drawing more sticky stuff, you know, like the kids used to say, uh, I'm rubber, I'm you're rubber, I'm glue. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, whatever you say, right, bounces off of me, sticks to yes. you. It, I think that's correct. So you're allowing people to stick stuff to you because you're already stuck and accepting stuck stuff. Exactly. So, is this when you discovered your star? And and what does that mean? So STAR is uh, an acronym for your strengths. So you have personality strengths. You have character strengths. It's for your talents. It's your, uh, that's the T. The A is your abilities. And the R is your resources. Sometimes we're stuck because we don't really know who we are. We don't understand how incredibly amazing and invaluable we are. And as we begin to discover our strengths, our talents, our abilities, our resources, the people around us, the the different things that God has already placed around us, as we begin to discover those things, then we can begin to soar because it moves us into the purpose that God intended for us. Mm. I love that. I love that. Do you feel that people have a hard time recognizing those things in them, their strength and their talents and abilities and the resources they have? Do you think people have, like, a hard time? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm about to jump out of my skin. Let me tell you. I, uh, one of the other things I do is I have a learning center where I help young people who are struggling with their academics to be able to get better at them, but we use strengths and those kinds of things to help them to find out who they are because when you have a struggle with academics, everybody focuses in on what your weaknesses but they don't focus in on your strengths and what you do well. Mm. And the more you focus in on your strengths, it actually helps with those areas that you're weak in. And I think that as adults, many of us have not a clue how, what strengths that we have. There's things we do that we just take for granted. We assume everybody can do that. But the truth mm. is, it's a gift. It's something that God has given. Other people are looking at you going, man, I wish I could do that. And you look at it and you throw it on the floor because it, because it, it comes so easy to you, because it is a gift, you don't even perceive it as having value. Mm-hmm. So if you could begin to see what your strengths are, what your talents are, what your abilities are, what your resources are, the more you see those things, it's like breadcrumbs that are giving you direction to your purpose, to your future, because those things are, have been given to you so that you can accomplish and become what God has called you to become. If you don't know what they are, 
then you're just floundering around in the dark trying to figure it out. Mm. Are you following the breadcrumbs? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's so funny though that you said um what you said about we when we have a, a gift, we almost take it for granted because we don't recognize it as a gift. We think it's something, you know, just something I could do. Everybody exactly. can do it. I yep. am I will admit I am not currently but previously in my lifetime just figured that everybody could um do some of the things that I do. Yes. That nothing was necessarily special about me. Wow. You know, like because I figured if I could do it, and this is, you know, when I had to deal with my, my self-esteem issues and being stuck and everything else, I feel like, okay, well, nothing special about me. So if I could do it, everybody could do it. Wow. And so I wonder how much, of a, how much self-esteem plays into that thought. Yeah. Of not recognizing, like to me, I, I played sports all through school. I've always been a, a physical person. Mm-hmm. But I just, I figured it, you know, it was nothing special. Anybody could do it, so on and so forth. In in high school, it's funny because I could look back on those things now. I was president of the Future Business Leaders of America. Okay. And in high school, I didn't even, I was just trying to graduate, had no idea, didn't, wasn't even thinking anything about business. It was just a club to me, you know, wow. I, that I just happened to be president president of. I get my picture in a yearbook, not knowing, you know, the breadcrumbs, yeah. kind of pulling back to that statement. I was also in a fellowship of Christian athletes. I don't even know how I got in that club that was, a long time ago, I was in high school, mm-hmm. but never really following the breadcrumbs then. Yes. Never looking at that ability to be able to talk and, and engage with different people. I always assumed that everybody could talk to every and anybody because I could talk to every and anybody because I look at people the same. Mm, not wow. realizing that was truly a gift. Yeah. That it doesn't matter the age, race, your your position or your possession. That's in right. life, I talk to people and deal with people the same. Mm, and good. I just, you know, I figured that's just everybody could do it until wow. somebody pointed it out that I talk to everybody and anybody, you know, and. <laughs> Now I'm like, well, why not? Like, it didn't make sense. So I started um, putting the breadcrumbs bread crumbs together in an uh, actual piece of bread, <laughs> and I'm working on a loaf. <laughs> okay. Okay. So just think if everybody, you know, if everybody had the ability to do that, I mean, we are all stars. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. We are a, a conglomeration of these unique strengths, talents, abilities, and resources. There's nobody else like us. We're like a snowflake. There's one in a billion. And 
And if we could begin to really believe that and then begin to go after what, how we've been made and stop playing with the other stuff, stop worrying right. about trying to pull your weaknesses up. A weakness will only always be average. Wow. You will never at a weakness. So you pull a weakness up so that it does not trip you, so that it does not hinder you. But a strength is like going to the gym. You can get those muscles and you can get them as big as you want them as long as you're willing to develop them. Wow. And I love, I love that you said, said that. Um, because a lot of times we hear to focus, not necessarily focus on our weaknesses, but always work on your weaknesses, work on them, work on them, work on them. And I think exactly. we, we get, um, get it pounded in our head that our weakness is supposed to be a strength, you know? So and that's we feel not true. bad for being weak, and we spend more time focusing on strengthening our weaknesses instead of taking our strengths and really – doing some star-type stuff with it. Exactly. Goodness, I'm in my feelings right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> we, we hear that all the time. That's why, like, I love what you just said. That's the first time I've heard it, heard someone say it out loud. Wow. Right? Like, out loud, because... We will share and we'll focus and we'll repeat those messages about, and I'm guilty, and not after today. <laughs> okay. Just because, you know, like, like our classes in session, guys, y'all know. Um, but to, to think of, to focus on our weakness, and really if you focus on, on your weakness, that could really lead to self-esteem. If you don't already have it, you continuously focus on your weaknesses, is probably going to lead there. How about that? Because you're only ever going to be average at it. I don't care how much time you put in it, how much effort you add to it. Whatever you do, it's only going to be average because it's a weakness. And as business people, if, from a business perspective, if you have an area that's weak, all you do is connect with somebody who's strong in that area. Mike, And go ahead and find where you're strong. Uh, say that, Miss Anita. Y'all hear that? That's all I could say. Oh, we still got uh, almost 15 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> it, that is, um, it makes me think about, like, even in, in relationships. Okay. You don't, a lot of people say they want, um, a man or a woman or, you know, I want somebody that's strong like this and strong like that. I don't want, I did not go into this marriage. I knew before this marriage, I do not want to marry myself. That's right. I want, I want you strong where I'm weak. That's right. Or or where I'm average. That's right. And where you're average, I want to be strong. And yeah. that's what makes a relationship work. A lot of times we want, um, just to touch on relationships real quick, a lot of times we want a man that is the mirror image of us. 
Yes. And wonder why there's so much dysfunction and you're feeling stuck in a relationship. That's right. You've married yourself. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Lord knows I'm glad there's only one of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't me think too. the world is ready. <laughs> You know, I make jokes about duplicating myself, but uh, that's why <laughs> oh, I, I feel the same way. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> that's right. One is unnecessary. <laughs> one, I, one, one of us is more than enough. Okay. Um, wow. I, okay. So what do you think is the best way for women to, to get unstuck, for women and men? to get unstuck? Like, what's the, what, what do they need to do? So I have this acronym. It's called STAND, S-T-A-N-D. The first thing they need to do is search. They need to search in their hearts and find out what's really blocking their progress, what's really holding me back. If I'm the common denominator in this pattern of stuckness, you know, what is my real issue? Sometimes right. we can talk it out ourselves. Sometimes we can journal it. Sometimes we, it helps to get some counseling. But you've got to get, you've got to search your heart and find out what's really blocking you. The next thing you want to do is a T, tasks. Once you figure out what's blocking you, you want to actually pick tasks that will help you to reach your goal. Tasks that are non-negotiable tasks that are consistent. Like when they told me I had the brain tumor and I knew I had been playing around with my health, I had diabetes, all that was out of whack, I immediately decided that once a week we will go to the grocery store, we will buy food, I will bring it home, and I will bring lunch every day. It was non-negotiable. And that helped me to begin to get unstuck, to change those old habits. I had to do something different, and I had to be, I had to commit to it. The next thing was A, it was be accountable. My husband decided that even though he didn't have the issue that I had, that he was going to work with me. And so the food that I brought into the house was food I could eat, and he just ate what I ate. He would ask me, okay, are you, should you be eating that? Or just really gracious and loving and kind. He didn't bring stuff in the house that he knew I wasn't supposed to eat. He helped me be accountable. That's the A. The N in stand is nurture. I had to nurture a relationship with God. It had to be real. It had to be authentic because I could not do this. I couldn't stick with this on my own. I needed his strength and his wisdom to be successful. And the D is decide or develop. I had to choose to continue to learn and grow. I had to decide that I was going to get new recipes and I was going to join a Facebook group that would help me remember to drink water and give me, uh, you know, new ways to lose uh, weight and, and, and new vitamins to take that would help in different, with different areas. Once I did all those things and then wash and repeat, so to speak, and start over again, I've been able to keep a level of consistency for the last two years, and I have not gone back to what 2014 looked like. I also have not had another blood pressure spike too much since that time as well. Mm. I I love that. I love that. And love is is my 2016 
word. I'm not scared to say what I do love. Okay. And <laughs> a, lot, we, a lot of times I tell people we focus on on the problem. We focus on what we hate and what we don't want. I choose to focus on what I love. And so if I love something, I'm going to say that. And I love that. I love what STAR stands for, and I love what STAND stands for. <laughs> that is, um, I mean, everything you, you said, and it's what people don't realize, they think it's going to be because we want to change or because we recognize that something needs to change, and we just leave it at that. Versus us searching and uh, picking a task and being accountable to to ourselves and getting an accountability partner. Get somebody that's going to inbox you and say, "Um, you ate what today? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What? How much water did you drink? Because I just learned the true math on water. I'm debating and arguing that, and I'm working on that. because I, I think you're supposed to drink like half of your body your weight. Body weight, yeah. I learned that from a previous guest, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay, <laughs> let me go to Google. Because that's a whole lot of water. It is. And she I, told you the right she, thing. Yeah, she she did. And you know, I, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told her thank you because it was right. I had to confirm it first because that's like a whole lot. Um the end for, for nurture your relationship with God. And that there, I love how you put that, your relationship with God. That means you take out um, the formality That's of what, what we learned growing up. Yes. And you, you have a relationship with God. Yes. That's what made the huge difference in my life. Because, you know, it's having a relationship, just talking to him like I talk in, in my language. That's right. From my heart, not from what my grandmother said or my auntie or uncles or how they do it. it that's them and theirs. But my relationship didn't develop until I learned that I could have a relationship how I'm supposed to have a relationship with him. That's it. And it's been no holds barred since. I'm just saying, because it was confirmation that it was okay to be me. Yes, that's Um, good. uh, And decide and develop. And, guys, if you are on our Facebook page for the event from Stuck to Star Power, I did type in notes. So um, it is there. And decide and develop. Choose. I love how you said choose to learn and grow. Yes. And it's a choice. It is. You you have to do better, and you have to be able to learn how to do better. And, of course, wash and repeat. That's it. You know, and it's funny. You talked about um, with your husband, as, as women, and no offense, guys, if you're listening, but if you're married or, you know, in a household with a woman and we make the groceries, we kind of determine what gets cooked in the house. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I sometimes I feel sorry for my husband and my son because sometimes <laughs> I, okay, we're about to eat healthy for this month. 
you know, okay. or whatever. One one month, I think maybe a year or two ago, I decided we were going to be vegetarian. <laughs> um, and we, as a family, yes. were going to be vegetarians. Yes. And my son, you know, of course, he had his objections. My my husband was like, you know, whatever you want to do, I'll support in a non-excited voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be glad when this phase passes. And it only lasted 30 days because I did. Yeah, that, that's a whole other um, show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the whole. So, so me and you, you want to uh, be supportive husbands or or boyfriends or fiancés or whatever it is. Um, just support what your what your lady is doing, and and vice versa. That's you know, because right. sometimes they'll get on there. I want to go to the gym phase, and I will go maybe a day or two. And like, look, I'm the oldest in the house. I don't have to do this. I could always <laughs> throw that out there. Right. So, uh, <laughs> benefit. There's some benefits. Um, wow, it has been an enlightening hour. That time just goes by so fast. We have like uh, three minutes left. So I want to make sure um, that I hit these quick questions and then get your information. Because I always, uh, so that way people can connect with you and get to being part of your groups if there's an open invitation and really just get some of that star power and that, and that magic and that wisdom that you have. Um, do you think you're changing the world? Absolutely. One life at a time. Yes. I love that. Okay, my next question. (laughs) (laughs) What does the future hold for Miss Anita? So I am moving into uh, some coaching programs in 2017 uh, that I'll be, you know, talking more about in January. Uh, But that's kind of the next thing. And then I have a book coming out called Starfinder, which uh, is specifically for parents with struggling students who are focusing on those weaknesses, and I'm trying to help them reorient their mind so they can see the star that is already there in their student. I love that. I might get the book in my child grown and out of school. But, um, you know, but I think um, I know that that's, that needs to be said, and parents need to focus on that. It, number yeah. one, it builds self-esteem. That's it right. It builds self-esteem because it's like you are so awesome in this, and you build up their awesomeness, and then they could bring the weakness up to average. That's it. And I love that too. So to connect with you, what's the best way to connect with you and and get the book? And just, you know, could just connect with you and be part of your world. How can so we the, connect with um, you? The book will be out probably in, uh, I think I, I think it's February or March. Um, but if you want to connect with me, uh, I am Anita Gibson, E-D-U, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And my website is uh, anitagibson.com. 
I'm typing it in as we speak. <laughs> awesome. And I love that love that picture. I love that picture. But like I always tell people don't the the one that you have for the website and your picture in general, um, just beautiful. And we're oh, already you. at eight o'clock. At well, eight o'clock my time. Okay, am I, am I going to get a chance uh, to leave a final tip? Oh, of course, of course. Okay. I, just, I have to say thank you so much, Miss Anita, for being part of the Define You radio show family. You guys make sure you connect with Miss Anita. She's going to leave us with our quote, and after that, class is over. So go ahead, right. Miss Anita, with your quote or your final tip. All right. You will never get unstuck until you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I hope y'all wrote that down. With that being said, thank you so much, Miss Anita. You guys, stop being that dog stuck on the nail. If you don't know the story I told it before, go to Google. With that being said, pens and papers down. Class is over. See you guys next week for our final show of 2016. Same time, same place. Have a great week and Merry Christmas. You same to you.